Let's go. I'm a bulldog. So <laughs> All right, guys. Um, welcome back to uh, before, before the hedges right now. Uh, busy day. What is this, folks? Two commitments in two days for the Georgia Bulldogs. Um, everybody knows about Chaz Chambliss, who uh, committed to Georgia probably about, I don't know, 11 a.m. on uh, on Tuesday. But uh, And then we've got today, um, right around 6.30, 6.31 p.m., Georgia picked up its it's very versed commitment in the class. That was uh, 2022 cornerback prospect Marquise, Marquise Groves Killebrew. That's, uh, he's now out of Brookwood High School in uh, Snellville, Georgia. He committed to Georgia. He, there's, this is significant for a lot of reasons, I guess. So, first of all, uh, MGK is the first, the very first commitment for Georgia in the uh, 2022 recruiting class. So, Georgia actually has. Um, one in 2022 now, and if anybody on the feed knows their also their lone 2023 commitment, uh, give me a shout as well. Uh, but uh, Georgia now has a very big commitment, and it does a lot of things. Number one, this guy is a uh, All-American Bowl commitment uh, already. Uh, he kind of debunks the myth that uh, my good buddy Connor Riley wrote about this week that gets really, really hard for Georgia to bring in a player from Gwinnett County uh, I think the interesting wrinkle here is that Marquise didn't really grow up in Gwinnett County all of his life. He uh, actually uh, spent a lot of his life in Louisville as a native Kentuckian. Uh, it's about six feet, about 180 pounds. Nation's number 10 corner. Uh, I think he's around number 64 overall on the 24-7 sports rating. That's the pure 24-7 sports rating. They do not have a, a composite rating for this young man yet, but uh, Marquise Groves Killebrew. One thing that you, you learn about this young man is uh, we started writing about him. I think our first Dog Nation story was about two weeks ago. And uh, Marquise Groves Killebrew was interesting because he lists uh, – he's got a lot of football players in his family. Basically, everyone in his family uh, are football players. But there's also a neat little wrinkle that he is a cousin. A cousin. I don't know first cousin, second cousin, third cousin, or whatsoever. But he is a cousin to NFL all-time great and GOAT and Hall of Famer Emmett Smith. Uh, lots of things to think about there. Uh, I think uh, Marquise Groves Killebrew um, will be instrumental in Georgia, Georgia's shot to uh, land Mr. Daniel Martin. That's who we wrote about over the weekend. I think that story actually went up on Memorial Day. That young man is out of Marietta High School. And a lot of guys – now, listen, I'm the one that kind of – kind of gives me a good eye roll. Let's all practice a good eye roll right now on the feed. But like, you know, come on, bro, about package deals and young men that say they're going to play together. What usually happens is uh, young men make very adult decisions and make the best decisions for each of their respective situations. But I will say that the way uh, Marquise Groves Killebrew and uh, and Mr. Daniel Martin, Daniel Martin out of Marietta High, the way both of those young men feel about uh, the, the chance to play together and the way they articulate it so well certainly sounds a little bit different than uh, we're used to hearing. Um, we're a little bit more concrete, concrete-ish than we're used to hearing about um, from 2022 and just junior, senior recruits of that nature. So that is a very big thing to start off with right there. Marquise Groves Killebrew. Uh, he's now at Brookwood High School. He transferred from Grayson High School very recently. 
he's already an All-American Bowl commitment. And I was swapping some uh, messages this evening with uh, Tony Ballard, who runs the very successful and very, very uh, well-known and um, very prestigious uh, Hustle Inc. 7-on-7 team. He told me that uh, the young man is very hungry to be great. He said that I, I guess the main takeaway from the conversation was that um, Marquise Groves Killebrew um, and Hustle Inc. Uh, MGK, I guess I'm just going to just lapse into calling him MGK because it just rolls off the tongue. Uh, MGK is the first freshman starter on their travel team ever. And he started for the last two seasons. I guess you can call it one and a third or one and a quarter season or one and an eighth season. There really wasn't much of a seven-on-seven season in spring in, in this um, early to mid to late winter and early spring, and we all know the reason for that. Uh, but Marquise Groves Killebrew, anchor commitment. He There's a story all live up on Dog Nation right now as well. Um, the young man just simply loves to compete. He wants to be great. He's being trained by Justin Miller, who's a former Clemson Tiger who was picked in the second round by the New York Jets. He spent about seven years in the NFL. Uh, and Justin will describe him in a lot of ways. Uh, most of them are very good. Uh, Justin just sees he thinks he's a – he keeps bringing up competitive. Uh, Marquise wants to go find the best receiver at all times when he can match up with and get better. He wants to test himself and check his oil against the very best competition. Uh, he won't shy away from a rep at all. He's got a mindset to win at all costs. And uh, Justin Miller, his DB trainer, says that he feels Marquise Groves Killebrew has all the attributes to be an elite cornerback for a very, very long time. So, folks, you got two commitments in two days. I don't know how anybody could ask for more um, with all these with the commitment cycle heating up right now. There's still only eight commitments now in the uh, 2021 class, but now there's one in the 22 class as well. Um, that's the first big piece of news that we wanted to drop at the top of our feed today. Uh, the second big, big piece of news I wanted everybody to take a look at was the NCA has dropped even more legislation about uh, what's going to happen with recruiting in the month of June and July in terms of the coronavirus and the global pandemic. Uh, I think we've got a graphic. I think we've got a tweet up there that we can look at from inside the NCAA. They just dropped it uh, this afternoon uh, or this evening. Uh, basically, it means they're going to reevaluate. They're going to keep looking. But there are no recruiting visits whatsoever, uh, unofficial, official, uh, nothing going on until at least July 31st. So that means August 1st. Man, that's going to be in the thick of fall camp. Everybody's going to be in season mode. Um, grinding and comparing, and I think the uh, the narrative continues to go on that this will be a totally different uh, recruiting cycle than we've seen before. There will be no summer camps. There will be no um, summer evaluations. There will be no um, Georgia cookout, uh, you know, Kirby's cookout, which was so successful with this slip and slide a year ago. Um, also, uh, the West End Zone reveal the year prior, the scavenger hunt, which would have happened um, late this month as well. That's a Georgia tradition as well. That's another thing that's just been wiped away um, by the global pandemic. And it seems very small compared to very uh, worldly issues and very uh, tragic and tough issues that are affected, uh, that are affected our planet and our country. Um, but it affects every nook and corner of our world, including the college football and college recruiting world. 
And uh, that's what it means in terms of recruiting for the 2021 class. So, guys, you got quick news out of the gate. I want to thank everybody for joining us on another edition of Before the Hedges. Um, we, we chopped up Marquise Groves Killebrew, big commitment for Georgia in the 2022 class. I feel Marquise will eventually be a top five corner in the, in the country. Um, Georgia won the battle here because at some points it felt like what was Clemson going to do, what was Oregon going to do. LSU was a school that he liked for some time, but uh, Marquise really become uh, really became familiar, really fa- became cozy with Georgia. I remember him telling me about um, he was up there for a visit recently, uh, and well, recently, well, last that there was visits in January, late late January, first day of February. Had a long talk with Kirby Smart. I think Kirby Smart gave uh, Marquise about an hour of his time with his family and. That certainly means um, enough right there to show where a 2022 prospect would stand when you're talking about a young man, uh, when you're talking about a young man uh, that is still in the 2022 class. All the focuses would have been on the 2021 recruiting cycle uh, or the last embers of the 2020 recruiting cycle. But uh, Coach Smart, uh, the Georgia head football coach, um, saw fit to give Marquise Groves, Killebrew, and his family that much time on an unofficial visit. Another thing to think about, um, which would be happening at 8 p.m. Mountain Time, uh, four-star tight end Maliki, Maliki Matavao, Matavo, Matavao out, of, uh, out of Liberty High School in uh, basically Las Vegas, Nevada. He's got a top four. Uh, Georgia's certainly in the running for, for him there, but uh, Maliki – uh, Matavao is set to make his college announcement as well. I believe that will take place at 10 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. Or no, excuse me, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. I think it's happening 6.30 local. It's going to be on his Instagram page and what have you. Um, so there's a lot of news, uh, a lot of news to get to, a lot of news we, we went through here at the top of our show. we got a special treat for you. We spoke to Chas Chambliss, of course, when he committed on his commitment day. We've got some more stories coming about Chaz Chambliss as well. Um, maybe even an even deeper read than the one you guys uh, saw late last night on dognation.com where his head coach and defensive coordinator chopped it up so well. I want to thank Sean, Sean Calhoun and uh, Brian Simmons of the Cat Carrollton High staff uh, for their time and candor in uh, helping me uh, paint a pretty good picture of uh, – or at least the first chapter of the picture there for um, – uh, for Chas Chambliss, we'll have more coverage coming up over the next few days on dognation.com. But like I said, we did speak to Chaz. Uh, hadn't had a lot of those comments up on the website yet, so this will be a first for you guys. Uh, we spoke to him for about five minutes about all things. Uh, here we go with another one of those Dog Nation conversations here on Before the Hedges. This one is with newly minted, recently minted Georgia outside linebacker commit Chaz Chambliss of Carrollton High School. For you, why do you play football? What motivates you to be your very best? Um, it's just always something that's really cleared my mind. Um, something that I can just really be myself in. It's like once you go between the lines, it's just you and just the connection of the team around you and just the brotherhood of what a team brings out inside of you. I mean, I just I take pride in my film study and calling out the plays before it happens and looking into other, other people's eyes like the quarterback and telling them what they're going to do because it just 
because you know you're the best on the field when you know what they're doing before they know it. Mm. It's like I really like – like I try to go my game around Luke Keachley and guys like that who um, aren't necessarily the the fastest guys or the most athletic, but the guys who take advantage of what God can't give them. Mm. That's pretty well said there. Uh, Chaz, do you, what do you think you can be in college football? I've fielded so many questions from readers over the last couple of months about is he an inside backer? I think you've mostly played outside backer at, at Carrollton. I've seen you done some, you know, hand on the ground, strong side DN type stuff. What do you, you know, you hear from Coach Lanning and the Georgia coaches, what do you think you can be at the next level? What position do you think you're built for? Um, I'm going to be outside linebacker at Georgia. Um, you know how they have a primary outside linebacker, which has been Aziz Ojolari and Nolan Smith. Uh, those guys who have been outside linebackers who rush uh, the passer and also draw back in coverage and keep containment and do everything. So that's one of you. You're, you're basically projecting to play the jack. You think you'll play the jack in Georgia. That's what Coach Lanning tells you that you'll be good at, huh? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Chaz, when did you know it was Georgia? Did you Did you have some soul searching, or was it a feeling that you kind of been itching at you for a while? Um, it's kind of a gradual thing. It was how I was letting recruiting play out and see how this um, epidemic would really change and see who really wants me. And that's when Georgia kind of shined through. Do you think you would have been committed by now if not for the quarantine, locking down some visits and making you go about your path a different way? Um. I mean, I can't say for sure what would happen. Um, I know I was going to go on visits in the spring and do officials in the summer, and um, I was planning on committing before my senior season anyway, so I was planning on committing to summer first place. Chaz, I think uh, I was talking to Coach Calhoun uh, and Coach, Coach Simmons today, but they told me that story about your big mug of black coffee every day. What, what what's that all about, man? They called they called you an old man. I'm just giving you a preview. They called you an old man about that. What, what's it about you and a big mug, a big mug of black coffee? Ah, uh, when I was uh, when I was little, my papa would always drink black coffee when I was uh, hunting with him, and uh, he'd always tell me to kill a big buck. You have to drink the coffee. And the one time I actually drank the coffee, I killed one. So ever since then, I just drank. A- a cup of black coffee every morning. Will you do that before a game at all? Is that like your monster or Red Bull or something like that? No, I try to not uh, drink as much during the season because caffeine dehydrates you. So I try not. I try not drink as much. Um, like I only drink it really on Saturdays, um, Saturday, Sunday, and maybe um, early Friday morning. Chad, when people watch you play, what do you hope they pick up about your game? That, that means a great deal to you. The effort. Um, I mean, all, all you can ask somebody is to have their best effort and give every single play as far as I can go. And that's what I really pride myself on. And that's what I was taught when I was little. Um, just never give up on anything. And that was that's what I really cherish about my game and something that will never change. 
what do you think? Uh, what do you? What are your aspirations for your time at Georgia? Do you have goals? Do you have a mindset about what you want to accomplish as a college football player? I want to um, obviously start. Um, the, the obvious is start and go to the NFL. Um, another one is to um, be a team leader, help others, and um, bring a mindset of um, toughness, really. Um, and then obviously education, get my degree and you never know what's really going to happen past football. So, I mean, degree is the only thing that's really solid in the uh, college game right now. So. All right, guys, we're back before the hedges. Another great Wednesday night. Got a lot of stuff going on here uh, from dognation.com. Of course, our uh, uh, Dog Nation uh, products, our Dog Nation special. If you can see the background behind me, it's all broke brought to you by those good folks right over your shoulder there. They're always right over our family's shoulder as well. Uh, with my hands trying not to go invisible. Um, Kroger, uh, click list. I got all your wish lists, got all your needs taken care of. You just pull up, click it all out, get ready. And you can, it's, it's so simple and easy. Even a husband can be a five-star at grocery shopping as well. Uh, you saw everything there with Chas Chambliss. Good conversation. I love what he had to say there about Luke uh, Keekley. Love what he had to say there about also about why he chose Georgia in the end. We'll have more of that on the pages of dognation.com. But, hey, this wouldn't be a recruiting show if we didn't show you maybe one of the best recruiting highlights so far of the week, and that would be the Chaz Chambliss uh, commitment uh, video. He put it out. and Coaches I know at Carrollton High School said it was very much apropos. It was very fitting that a young man that's very businesslike, very just, just goes about his job and does his work, the way he made his commitment to the University of Georgia. I've seen it. A lot of folks on Twitter have seen it. I want to know how much, how many of you guys have seen it. I want to make sure everybody on Before the Hedges tonight gets to see it as well. Let's check out Chaz Chambliss committing to be a Georgia Bulldog. So you don't have a lot of audio here. You basically got a nice little soundtrack. You've got a lot of things about all things Chas Chambliss. You see him making plays. You see him taping up. You see him getting ready. I swear to you, folks, you look at this young man right there. He is 17 years of age. He won't be 18 until October. You see him gang tackling. You see him punishing guys. Uh, one of his high school coaches uh, told me that uh, basically when Chas Chambliss is trying to make a tackle, he is basically out to destroy a man's soul. They have so many good things to say about him. 3.9 GPA. He wants to be a physical therapist when he shows up at uh, the University of Georgia. He will be an early enrollee. Uh, you see him in there. You see the imagery. You see how put together he is. I think he's got a 365 bench. 335 power clean and a 525 pound uh, squat. Those gains have all went up. He's working out three hours a day over uh, over the quarantine and over COVID-19, working out from between 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. every day. Uh, that is Chas Chambliss. Worker B, man, that's what the mentality is here. Uh, he 
kind of fancies himself. He wants to pattern his career after Luke Keekley, the former, uh, I think, a Hall of Famer for the Carolina Panthers, especially at such a high level that Luke Keekley played the linebacker position for at least five or six years. Uh, I want to read you uh, a couple of things from the uh, Carrollton High staff. Uh, who's seen the program? I want to do a coolness check. Uh, if you're a child of maybe the 80s and you saw the program with the stunning Halle Berry and Omar Epps, everybody remembers Latimer. Well, the uh, Carrollton High staff said as big and strong as he is, as physical and aggressive, uh, kind of reminds them of Latimer, except the only thing he might drink would be that stout cup of black coffee he has every morning of the day, except during the season. Um you know, there's one story about here. Uh, I want to share it with you. Uh, this was brought brought to everybody here by the Carrollton staff. This is the defensive coordinator, Brian Simmons. Let me read it for you. During pregame, I always talk to the other coaching staffs, and I'm not going to mention who it was here. Simmons said, we're talking about this kid or that kid, and the head coach of that school says to me, well, we haven't had a great week of practice right on the field. Simmons, he had to ask why. Now, mind you, folks, these are guys – one team, Team A and Team B, are about to play each other on the field on Friday night. And the head coach of the opposing team, the opponent for that Friday night, asked him, uh, why, why were they scared? And he's like, scared of what? And uh, the head coach said, they have got a bad case of the Chaz Chambliss. Uh, the coach went on to say, they are scared of your number 32, man. And, you know, Coach Simmons basically said, you know, he can agree that as well. Here's the quote here. Um, he can really talk to us out on the field and tell us what the other team is doing from film study. Simmons says, then once he decides it is time for no more talking and it is time to act, then he is probably the most physical and aggressive kid I've ever been around. Uh, it is literally when I hit you, I want to destroy your soul. You can tell by almost any highlight that you watch that his physicality is almost unmatched. It gets to the point folks where the Carrollton high staff has to tell him to, dial it down a little bit in practice. We will do that 100% telling Chambliss to dial it down because everything he does is a 100%. I tell him sometimes we need these scout guys. You can't kill them. And I tell Chaz to slow down. He wants him to take it easy on the scout team. He tells him it is okay for to tag them off every once in a while. Interesting stuff right there. There you got a, a really good look right there at Chaz Chambliss. Got a couple more segments in our show, but we kind of reached the point now where I like to call halftime and halftime on before the hedges every Wednesday night means you get to hear a word from Brandon Adams and those fine folks at Kroger. We'll get back to the show in just a moment, but first a quick word from Kroger. Kroger has made shopping for the groceries and household essential items that you need even easier by offering free pickup. Just shop online. Choose a pickup time convenient for you, and Kroger will carefully pick out your order and bring it to your vehicle when you arrive. So the next time you're ready to shop at Kroger, take advantage of the free pickup. It's just another way that Kroger is fresh for everyone. There you go. Look at that, Brandon Adams. Is he? Is he? Get, are you, we giving him five stars yet for being a commercial pitchman? Yet you know we can talk. He can talk for probably three minutes without breathing. But how is he as a pitchman? What does everybody think of that voice? Does that make you want to go buy some syrup, some fresh Kroger produce? Does it make you want to uh, go out and get some of that organic meat, some of that good stuff they have at Kroger, whether it's candy, whether it's some frozen ice, whether it's some 
you know, one of those, some pop tarts. Those are the things that kind of always show up on our family wish list along with my son's uh, big bag of Doritos. Who among us doesn't have one of their tribe, one of their clan that has a big bag of Doritos thing? I know mine does. Uh, YouTube, I'm taking a look at you guys right now. How's everybody doing today? We've got a lot of action in the feed. Thanks to everybody for joining us. Uh, see some Melissa May uh, chat in there. Uh, Wyatt Fielding, yes, sir. You were seeing some chats, Chambliss, right there. Um, lots of questions, everything going on right there. Guys, busy show, cram show, so we're trying a lot of things right now. I want to show you a couple of measures of online chatter. You guys already saw uh, the commitment video from uh, Chaz Chambliss, of course. I want, to, I want you to take a look at this. If you missed it, maybe you didn't get a chance to see it yet, I want you to check out uh, Darnell Washington. Did everybody see that homemade, uh, homemade box jump he's got going on? Check this out from Twitter. This is from his uh, – mentor and uh, sometimes guardian uh, D Hill, the assistant coach there at Desert Pines in Las Vegas, Nevada. So, so folks, check this out. This is about, you got to hope that's a Maytag. Maybe it have to be built that well, but that's about six foot seven and a half, 265 pounds. Couldn't find him a box jump for his indoor, outdoor plyometrics. So there he goes, uh, Darnell Washington. Remember, true freshman. He was a five-star athlete, going to be a uh, tight end, maybe a flex end, going to do a lot of things there for Georgia. I'm going to tell you, it's going to be um, hard work for anybody that's going to try and check him in the end zone, in the red zone, and deal with him. Folks, I want to I do something today that's going to make you feel like you, you got the choicest slab of Angus beef, whether it's your ribeye, your tomahawk ribeye right in front of you. Uh, salivating would be the word I would say, but think about this. If you're a defensive coordinator, what are you going to do when you have a dual threat quarterback under center? You've got an RPO option with perhaps a James Cook, perhaps a Kendall Milton, most likely a Zemir White, but then you're in the red zone and you've got George Pickens on one side, and then you've got six foot seven and a half Darnell Washington on the other side. Maybe he's isolated for a fade ball of his own. About three months, at least three good months of that uh, Coach Scott Sinclair weight training and also preparation for his big moments uh, by Georgia tight ends coach Todd Hartley as well. Um, Darnell Washington would probably, I would guess, by September, October, he will be in the best shape of his life. <clears throat> That'll be very interesting to see for the Bulldogs in the red zone, especially on that September the 19th date in Tuscaloosa. Uh, you've got that one. I want to show you one more about a name that's kind of creeping up on the board a little bit. Um, we'll get to that top targets board in just a second, but I want to show you Tyrion Ingram's dog, Ingram Dawkins out of Gaffney, South Carolina, the number one player in South Carolina. He just moved up to the number five overall defensive tackle in the country. 424 Sports, mind you. That is the pure 24-7 sports rating. But check out this. Looks like the young man is in some Crocs. He takes one step and watch him elevate to the rim.
So, guys, there you have it. Tyrion Ingram Dawkins, that's another guy we can call him TID. He's going to have a reshuffled uh, top six coming very soon. Uh, he was of sound mind and body, uh, was almost ready to make his college commitment. He has since backed off from that college commitment. I do feel George is in the running for him there as well. Um, but uh, those are two kind of online chatter things I want you to see. Folks, Georgia had a commitment in the 2021 class. Now's a good time to for you guys to take a look at the 2021 commitment board. It's now up to eight names. Georgia only has eight commitments, and yet they are still the number 16 overall recruiting class in the country. That's on the 24-7 sports team composite ratings. If you look at everything that's flowing right there, uh, you're going to see a bunch of names. So obviously, it starts with Brock Vandegrift. If you see these slides that have been prepared uh, by, our, by our production staff, Brock Vandegrift's ratings have stayed the same. Uh, you see some ebb and flows with some of those guys. Uh, some guys moving up for their positional rating. Some guys moving up for their uh, overall ranking in the country. You see kind of minor movement on a lot of those guys. You do see on the second slide uh, the name Chas Chambliss come in there. He's a four-star, but he is the seventh highest rated commitment for Georgia on the board for the 2021 cycle. Uh, when it's a player that is that good, that says a lot about Georgia's 2021 recruiting class. He, a big uh, uptick there for uh, Marlon Dean. Um, that's the uh, talented defensive tackle out of Elbert County. His uh, positional rating went up, I believe, from number 35 in the country as the number 35 overall defensive tackle. He's now up to number 28 overall. That's the only three-star in the class. And just some perspective here, there's no one in the top 10 that that doesn't have at least 12 commitments right now. Of course, 20, Tennessee has 21. Um, high number for the Vols in their effort class in the class of 2021. Uh, Georgia only has eight. I think the only schools that are close is Tennessee and excuse me, Texas is at number 11, and they have uh, tw they have 10. And the same thing goes for Notre Dame at 12. Those are the only schools really inside the top 16 that have anywhere close to the to the low number of commitments that Georgia has that player average per player average ranking for Georgia is still mighty mighty robust and mighty strong uh, right there there's your commitment board you got a chance to see all the names and commitments in the class right now you see Lavasier Carroll as a running back uh, you see Georgia now has two outside linebackers in the class to me that basically would basically only leave one name left as an outside linebacker for the 2021 cycle. And we're going to get to that one right now with our top targets for 2021. Let's take a look at that board right now this week. So you see there, I almost went to 14. I almost wanted to add a name to this list, uh, another name to this list, because there's a couple of guys in my mind's eye that are, kind of deserving of that number 14 overall. You see Deion Colsey out of Athens Academy. That's the four-star wide receiver. When you wonder who's the most likely wide receiver commitment for Georgia in this class, um, might be uh, the name Deion Colsey. I would counsel everybody to watch a couple of names out in the SEC West Territory, a guy by the name of Brian Walker, a guy by the name of uh, – uh, Zachary Hilton, and also a guy by the name of Isaiah Brevard. Isaiah Brevard's out of Mississippi. Um, Chris Hilton's out of Louisiana would be a tough pull there. But then also 
Brian Thomas, who recently established his final four as well out of Landry Walker as well. Brian Thomas uh, is also a name to think about there as well as a potential wide receiver. Um, that's a lot of stuff right there on um, uh, Deion Colsey moving down the list. They're going to be two guys that are kind of be stuck there for a while. Dog Nation would be enthralled to see them move up from time to time. Uh, you've got uh, Mason Smith, the five-star defensive tackle out of Huma, Louisiana. Uh, Corey Foreman out of Corona, California. That's Centennial High School. That's the number one or number two overall player in the country. His rating has fluctuated from time to time. That's the recent um, – not recent, but that was the rare uh, Clemson decommitment right there. Folks, Corey Foreman's good enough to come in and start – start right away in college football. Very rare to say that Georgia has reached a point in its recruiting where um, I don't know if Corey Foreman, or I guess I would say overall program depth. depth. I don't know if Corey Corey Foreman is good enough to come right away and start at Georgia uh, per se, but uh, definitely we'll crack the two deep. And with a lot of these names on this board, Georgia's gotten to the point where very few of them, um, even on the commitment board, very few of them are going to be able to, Um, come in right away and make that instant impact anymore for Georgia. They really need to be truly special. And if a guy like Nolan Smith, um, you know, in terms of an impact on a scale of one to five, I think Nolan would probably be a three and a half, maybe a a solid three. Uh, George Pickens might be a four, but it's going to be really hard. Maybe receiver might be the only spot um, where a guy can come in and just, you know, walk on water for the Bulldogs right now. The reason why, it's nothing against the players they're recruiting. They're not getting any worse. It's just that those bigger, faster, stronger, more mature bodies that know the scheme and the system will be there ahead of them. Number 10 is Xavier Sori out of Graceville, Florida. Uh, I think he played linebacker for Georgia, inside linebacker, outside linebacker. Uh, Georgia and Alabama certainly seem like schools to watch there. Brock Bowers, did everybody uh, check out the recent conversation with Brock Bowers on Dog Nation? had a chance to speak to him. He still feels like he needs to take a couple of visits before he's ready to make his decision. Let's wait and see if that changes. We mentioned Maliki Maliki Matavao earlier in our program, the the four-star tight end, the nation's number four tight end. that's set to commit in about an hour um, on his local media and also on his Instagram feed. Uh, For me, Brock Bowers, his name is is where it should be on the Georgia board. I think Georgia's only going to take one tight end this cycle. And I think the tight end that Georgia wants at this time would definitely be Brock Bowers. Number eight is Dylan Fairchild, the talented wrestler out of West Forsyth in coming Georgia. You hear a lot of, you know, a lot of, a lot of schools are in the running for him, but I think Georgia is going to be well positioned down the stretch for him. I think Auburn's a school, South Carolina's a school that have also done a very good job of recruiting Dylan Fairchild as well. Uh, you see Terrence Ferguson out of Peach County in Fort Valley, Georgia. Terrence is a uh, guy that we've been talking about this program for years. Uh, he's an adaptable offensive tackle, offensive guard for Georgia under Coach Matt. Um, Terrence Ferguson, the transition for with Georgia from uh, Sam Pittman to Matt Luke was very smoothless. I think Terrence Ferguson saw a lot of, um, maybe restored a lot of the good feeling, a lot of the, the bridge, a lot of the good connections he had with the Georgia program. Uh, when he made back-to-back visits to check out Georgia in January before the global pandemic. Uh, Shmile Munden Jr., we've spoke about him a lot recently. He's set to make his commitment sometime in the uh, month of June. For me, uh, my feeling, my sources on that is I think that um, I'm not buying all the Tennessee chatter there with Shmile Munden Jr. 
kind of feels more like a Georgia Auburn thing to me. Uh, Donovan Edwards is the dynamic factor back I would call in this 2021 cycle for Georgia three down back. He, he can get, he can get you 1200 yards between the tackles. He can get you 600 yards receiving uh, that sort of thing. Very versatile three down back, the type of guy that Todd Monk and his zeroed in on his kind of one of his main targets for Georgia in the class. He gives Georgia something maybe different than, than what they've signed up on, on the board and brought into the program in recent years. Uh, Marius Mims, everybody knows big Marius, six foot seven, 315 pounds. Um, out of Bleckley County in Cochran, Georgia. Uh, man, the whole world wants him. Alabama has always been his dream school. It's kind of been going back and forth between Georgia and Alabama for him. Number two is James Williams. Um, I'm going to contradict myself, and I'm going to say that dude right there, I think if I had a vote for the best pure football player in the country in America for the 2021 class, uh, I might be led to cast my ballot for James Williams. Very special defensive athlete. I think he can do a lot of things. He could he could check off a lot of boxes. He could tick a lot of boxes for the University of Georgia's defense, even a salty uh, uh, Kirby Smart defense for 2021 that will be losing a lot of secondary help after the 2020 season. And number one, Tony Grimes, the five-star, just recently kind of reopened his recruiting. Uh, he took some time off there um, with um, – he recently took some time off there with um, – talking all the time to coaches and recruiters across the country folks there you go right there that is your top targets for the week of the 27th of 2020 now folks i feel like we've been skipping along at like one of those hurry up no huddle paces you guys got questions drop them in the feed if you're on facebook if you're on youtube i'd be happy to answer your questions anything you guys might have i'll just say this i think george is going to have a tremendous um, next four to five weeks of recruiting, I'd look for Georgia to probably try to get a lot of their, um, a lot of their needs, a lot of their, a lot of their things done for the guys that don't need visits to make their decision and to come public with their decision. Um, I think Georgia will move. I think those players in Georgia will move expeditiously um, over the next four to five weeks. And I think folks will be feeling a lot better about the 2021 recruiting class. Um, once we're doing this program on June the 30th, June the 31st, uh, and everything else like that. Little tidbit, what I've heard from the grapevine, you can expect a lot of players in Athens to start showing up right around between the 3rd and the 6th. Uh, most of those guys will be moving back in, moving back into campus, so football will be right here um, before we know it. Kind of same old, same old, which somehow is going to feel a lot different and would be a lot more appreciated than before. I don't know. Um, I, I know a lot of folks that have told me they can't wait to see beat that's produced by that, what, what should be an award-winning digital graphics team for the Georgia football program. Um, when everybody's got the moving bins and everybody's got their TVs and everybody's got their gear and they're moving into the East Campus Village and the athletes' uh, dorms as well. I think that would be a really – a right for me, um, you know, groundhog pumps out of the water, pumps out of the ground in February in Pennsylvania. For me, when the the recent signing class starts moving into Athens, the the May Mester, what used to be the May Mester, uh, the late May, early June guys, when they show up, that to me signals a new a new season, and it's really go time for Georgia's football roster, and a lot of it starts rolling downhill. All right, guys.
I'm going to uh, take a good look at um, popping in on Facebook right now. Taking a look at YouTube. You guys got a question? Feel free to uh, drop it in the feed. How's everybody doing tonight? Everybody doing good? Everybody uh, stoked to see some commitment juice happening. Um, some of the um, <clears throat> those some of those familiar get gifs uh, popping up on social media. Everybody, uh, everybody saying like, "Hey, did you hear about that commit? Did you hear about that commit on Dog Nation?" Uh, I hope so. Hope everybody uh, kind of let me know whatever. If everybody, let me know what you think about the Marquise Groves Killebrew commitment and also the Chaz Chambliss commitment as well. Uh, let's see. Man, it is a steel cage match, it looks like, in the YouTube uh Dog Nation YouTube uh, channel. Uh, Melissa May, how are you tonight again? Um, we got kissing, we got emojis everywhere. I think we're setting a record right now in the uh, Dog Nation YouTube channel for emojis of late. Um, X Everlasting X Chaos X. What's my thoughts on Jamie Newman? Mainly, I think Georgia will, his presence in the lineup will change the way Georgia gets defensed by other SEC teams with talent, especially guys that can get in the box and dare Georgia to play man coverage. I'm talking about the South Carolina Gamecocks playing right there. I think uh, Georgia will be just fine across the offensive line, and they'll have some more man coverage beaters uh, uh, out wide. And uh, Newman's ability to throw the ball deep and to push the ball windows will help out a lot. And defenses, and he's not the fastest cat in the world. He's not four or five like Justin Fields, but he's a grown man. I think he's about 22 years old. And he's about six foot four and about 230. And uh, he, he'll probably run that 40 time at the NFL combine or seven, five or so. He'll be able to get Georgia eight or nine yards when Georgia really needs it as well, especially if the defense uh, gives them that. I hope that answers your question. Uh, Everlasting chaos. You know, Frederick Meredith's got the question on the YouTube channel about, um, I don't know if Isaiah Simmons would be the right guy. I think it's just going to be a different, different type player because Isaiah was 6'3", about 230, uh, played some inside linebacker, outside linebacker, played some nickel corner, played some safety, played some corner, uh, and he ran a 4'3". I don't Williams will be that. No one would expect him to. He's just going to be a different type of exclamation point for Georgia. I think he's a guy that can run with a – I think he can cover the Eric Gilberts of the world, and that's the highest compliment I can give him. I think he can play in the box. I think he can absolutely eviscerate a gentleman on a bubble screen. I think he can play deep in the cover too. He's a true safety that you can just keep him on the field, and he can create a lot of matchup wins for Georgia, uh, especially with his length and his physicality. When you watch that film, that's one of the most fun films I've had to watch over the last one or two cycles, I know at least. Because you sit there and you watch him compete and you think that guy has one more year of, of high school football in that body where he looks like he's 22. And it's going to be borderline – you borderline worry for those other young people, those other young people and those other parents' kids that uh, James Williams is going to let loose on as well. Melissa May, glad to see that I also answered your question about uh, 
about Jamie Newman as well. Uh, got some thoughts in there about Enrique Murillo says Munkin is an offensive genius. He knows what he's doing and he's slotted to stay for three years. Enrique, I think most Georgia fans would take that right now if they can have Munkin for three years. I would think that the ceiling for him during his time at Georgia might be two. Because I think Munkin makes the move from the NFL uh, back to the college ranks because he was a former head coach at Southern Miss. But I think that's a move where he wants a big boy college football job, uh, perhaps in the SEC as well. And being the offensive coordinator and leashing these wide receivers for the next two seasons will probably give him the ability and the resume to do that, especially when he's combining that with a Kirby Smart defense. And there's going to be no pressure for Georgia to score 28 to 31 points on with regularity considering the way Georgia will play defense under Kirby Smart and also under Dan Lanning. Let's check out Facebook. I, uh, I gave honors off the tee to uh, the YouTube channel tonight. Uh, even though I got met with a flood of emojis, but uh, let's see what's hopping over on Facebook. Give me just a minute to pull things up. Oh, man. All right, there we go. Sometimes the computer just won't operate. Uh, James Crump, I agree with you, man. Two to three years. I, don't, I think it's two years right there. Stephen Burton. Hey man, how are you doing? How are you and your, I guess you and your bride doing? Is that a year of marriage? Hope everything's going great in the uh, Burton household. Randy Hall dropping some knowledge. Yeah. Dre Bly is interesting because he, he came out of the same area. He went to the NFL. He, he did it. He accomplished his dream. Now he's a coach at North Carolina doing a spectacular job of recruiting uh, Dre Bly. Is, is of recruiting Tony Grimes. I think that's the name to think about with, um, with Tony Grimes Jr. With Tony Grimes, excuse me, and not just uh, not just Mac Brown and all this relationship and all this uh, momentum he has. Chad Buchanan making that about Lad McConkey. I do really like Lad McConkey's future at Georgia. Maybe not 2020, but his future at Georgia beyond that. Um. Brett Goodell wants to know, how does it work when an offer is extended and his commitment is made? Uh, trying to keep up with my feed. Joel Moody, how are you tonight, man? I don't, I don't know. I, 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 about that store, you know, about Bama having all these picks, you got to remember, Bama has of those six ones in McShay's draft, those were basically five guys that uh, I think four of those guys uh, outside of uh, Jalen Waddell, I believe. Um, most of that list, those, the rest of that list, except for Patrick Sertain, those were guys that all could have went pro and could have been a top first round, second round, third round pick in the, the most recent NFL draft. But for those guys out of the 2017 Alabama recruiting class, uh, 
those guys opted to return for their senior year, you know, what would Georgia's recruiting draft picture be like if a lot of those guys did the same that went pro, uh, went pro in 20, in the 2020 draft. So I'm going to think about there that Alabama class, um, the 2017 class was slightly higher rated than Georgia's 2018 class. Um, and the only, the only school in the modern era of recruiting history that had a higher score than those two, than those two, uh, team composite ratings for both Georgia and Alabama was that you got to call it the epic class of uh, Florida for 2010 when it seems like the Gators and Urban Meyer signed just about everybody. The one thing though, you know, in Georgia, I know Georgia's lost. Um, they lost a lot of guys. I think, I think five of those guys that were transferred, those were several of those guys. Almost all those guys were in 100 players in the nation. Luke Ford was, um, Justin Fields was, of course, um, Otis Reese was, um, Cade Mays and Brenton Cox. All those guys were top 100 players, but it's not just a George, not just a Georgia thing. I think Alabama, you look their past two cycles, they lost the number one, their number one commitment on the board transferred out from the 2019 class. That's Antonio Alfano. And then the number one commitment on their board from their 2018 class, he also transferred out as well. So happens to every program, even one that keeps filling the trophy case quite like Alabama does as well. Uh, Travis S. McCullough wants to know, what do I think about Prince Colley? Man, I think Prince Colley would be a worthy addition to this Georgia class. A lot of really good things to like about him. The fact that he's played so much at receiver, the, the, how athletic he is and what he looks like and the way he gets after the football. A lot of great athleticism there for uh, Prince Colley as a potential uh, inside linebacker for Georgia as well. Uh, Randy Hall wants to know about Nugget. I think Nugget's, you know, going to keep Georgia around the, you know, top two, top two area for forever. Um, I think that's how he feels. Nugget's got to go visit Georgia. That's the main thing. Um, there's only so much you can see off a virtual visit and a Zoom feed as well. I think I'm, I'm trying to get this. My, my feet keeps, my feet keeps moving along and sometimes it's hard to keep up with the windows. Um, Brett, I wanted to get back to your question. You want to know how does it work when an offer is extended and the commitment is made, but the school, but it seems that the school has that the school has a final say. Well, Brett, really, what it is is you find out when an offer is committable or not. My opinion here is when a, a player gets an offer, especially a guy that wasn't desperate for an offer or a guy that had a pretty strong list of offers before, and an offer comes from one of the big boy schools. I think if I was the head coach of a program, I would ask that recruiter straight up, "Hey, could he commit right now?" Let's say he loves everything about your school. Would you accept him as a commitment right now? And if that answer is no, or if that answer is we'll see, or if that answer is we'll need to see him, folks, that's really not a committable offer. And it's really just a what off, that offer that, that's there is kind of like a starter conversation <clears throat> in terms of a recruiting relationship. Because right now, a lot of these, a lot of these commitments, no, excuse me, a lot of these prospects don't really think that it's seriously um, worth building a relationship yet with a school when you have not 
um, offered them a formal scholarship. Uh, somebody has, I've seen a couple people making a point. Marshall Fleming makes the point here about, uh, Matt Luke. Um, yeah, Marshall, I think you know, Munkin's going to be great. Newman's going to be great. I don't know if, I don't know if, I don't know if Matt Luke is getting enough of the, getting enough of the credit, get enough of the kudos, get enough of the attaboys for what he's meant to the Georgia program right now. Emory David Davis. Yeah, man, I am seeing um, Jamari working out with Broderick. It's, dude, that could be your left and right. October, November of 2020 right there in the season. I tell you what, I tell you what, Emory, Emory David Davis, since I'm doing all these initials today, EDD, buddy, what do you think about that? It seemed to me when you put uh, the new and improved Jamari Salyer and then you put Broderick Jones budding Georgia freshman in the in the camera frame at the same time. Whew. Wow. Broderick Jones looks very impressive. That's the that's the quick way of saying that. Um all right, guys. Hey, we've had some fun tonight, man. We had a we had a interview package. You guys got to hear from uh, Chas Chambliss himself. We teased some more content coming up. Uh, we had a Kroger commercial. Uh, we got a chance to talk about the newest commitment, Marquise Groves Killebrew out of Brookwood High School now, no longer Grayson. So all those folks that wonder about Georgia and how they can recruit in Gwinnett County, well, there you go. Georgia pulls a guy out of Gwinnett County. Um, basically at the, you know, it's the first commitment for the class of 2022. And that says something, uh, when you, when you bring in a player of that caliber into the uh, 2020 recruiting class at Georgia, I think it will lead to many more. And I think um, Georgia's 22 class, when you, if you can include the names Marquise Groves, Killebrew, and then you can possibly include guys like uh, C.J. Washington uh, and Cedric Washington Jr. out of Cedartown. Um, you can include Mr. Daniel Martin out of Marietta High School. Uh, names like that. Start thinking about the defensive lineman out of Tiff County, Tyree West. Uh, that's going to be another very, very, very good future uh, for the Georgia Bulldogs defense. If some of those names can follow uh, Marquise Groves, Killebrew onto Athens Town as well. Guys, I've enjoyed it. Hope you've had fun. I've had fun. Uh, man, it's a crazy world we got out there. It seems like um, there's always something going on. Um, simple message, man. Uh, enjoy yourself, hug your kids, hug your family. And folks, we got to love each other out there, man. There's, it's just time, man. If this, if this, if this time we're living through hadn't shown us anything, it's like, man, good words, good deeds. Don't believe everything you see and don't typecast the people, a walk of life, an occupation, anything like that, man. Uh, the best thing we can do is all come together and uh, kind of eliminate a lot of the hate in this world. That's my 20 seconds of Jeff off recruiting off that topic, but I think the world would be a better place for it. I'm Jeff Sintel. Today's tonight's before the hedges is brought to you by those good people at Kroger. Hope you enjoyed. You got to see some top targets. You got to see a man jumping on a washing machine. I got to look at all those emojis inside the dog nation YouTube channel right there. 
Thanks to everybody for stopping by. Brandon Adams, 10 a.m. in the morning. He's going to be in the studio again. Hope you guys will also join him there. I'm Jeff Sintel from everybody here at Dog Nation. Have a great night. We'll see you later. Let's go. Dog I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never settle.